I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, hey there, Leah. Hey, Annie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Cruising into the winter and into the holiday months. So it's feeling pretty good. 2023 has been all right. (laughs) I think all right is a good word for it. (laughs) It's a milestone year for me and in my life. And it's also a milestone year for us with our five years of podcasting together and coming up on three years of doing our deeper dives every month. We're closing out the year with a deeper dive into pricing featuring Maggie Patterson, who is a podcaster and a marketing expert. We were going to put a link to her website in the show notes so you can check her out. She co-hosts the Duped podcast with Dr. Michelle Mazur, which is all about shady goings on in online business. And it's (laughs) a lot of fun. So Maggie is going to be talking with us about all the different things you have to consider when pricing your services, especially understanding that there's like an emotional side to pricing, not just for our clients, like, does it feel good for them to pay what they're paying? But also for us, does it feel good to work for what we're charging? And how do you find that sweet spot? And how do you get people to pay you without feeling like you're being like, trying to talk them into something? Yes. And we've talked about this before, I think, because both you and I came starting in the world of like breastfeeding, lactation support, all of these things in the volunteer role. And it was so hard in the beginning to ask for any money, you know, and certainly we've developed a better skill in that. But it is so important to consider like the emotional aspects of it, but then also like trying to be really open to pricing and pricing changes over time, because I think that's the hardest thing for me sometimes is like, when should I change my prices? Because like inflation and things are costing me more. So like, when do I start turning around and charging that more to my client and stuff like that? Like, that's so hard to work through. And so I'm super excited to hear from her and hear the advice because I have tried to do some searching online and it gets a little weird out there. Like, people have a lot of different philosophies out there and it's some of it is like, that does not feel good to me, you know? So I can't wait to hear what she has to say about it. I'm, I'm super excited about that. I am too. You know, it's just been interesting seeing how the conversation around pricing and insurance has developed over the years with lactation. You know, when you and I first started, it was like you did self-pay or you did Aetna and that was pretty much it. And I've recently gotten a network with United Healthcare. I am deep in conversations with a couple of other payers to get those direct contracts with them. Meanwhile, watching some other companies that are offering like nationwide lactation care. And it just seems like a race to the bottom in terms of like how little they can get away with paying the people who are providing care and how, you know, short visits and not doing much. And that just 
has been something that bothers me. And I feel like our pricing does have to address that. If somebody gets told their lactation visits are free, and then I'm turning around saying, well, they're not. <laughs> yeah. How do we really, you know, help get get in that headspace and address those? And it's it's not unique to our industry. That's everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. that there's there's the the way that, you know, the difference between this kind of like automated kind of like Uber version of everything, um, yeah. getting the getting it the quickest and the easiest and the cheapest. <laughs> cheapest. And and then what we are doing, which is we're experts and we're really good at what we do. And that does have a value approach attached to it. So Maggie talks about these kinds of issues on her own podcast a lot on her Instagram, you follow her and get a sense of who she is. And we're just excited to get a whole hour with her at the end of of December to close out the year. And then we are going to open next year, 2020. Or hello with um (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna do our listener questions episode and it's not really questions like what do you want me and leah to tell you but more like we want to hear from you you're all doing this private practice thing with us also and what do you want to say about it like maybe you do have a question for us but maybe you also have something where you're like I heard this on your podcast and and I also have something to contribute to this conversation. Like comments are totally welcome. And we would love for you to also shout out your business bestie or somebody that you think is doing an amazing job. Maybe it's a training that you took that you really were wowed by that changed your practice. or, Or maybe it's just that person where you're like, their posts in groups just bring me so much reassurance, or I share this person's social media posts with all my clients. Like, let's do a little celebration of all of you that have been with us for this ride for four years and shine that light back out on all of you. Like we're, we will read them. We'll read them anonymously. We'll read names. We'll whatever you want to do, but there's going to be a survey in the show notes. I'll send it out by email also please fill it out. Um, we would love yeah. to just just be able to go on and on and on celebrating all of you. And if you have questions too, we're happy to answer them. <laughs> and we want to know what's coming up for you because that really helps drive our idea creation for future episodes, for the different types of speakers we want to bring in, the different things we want to talk about on the deeper dives where we want to take an issue or a situation that's coming up for you in your practice and, and help build your confidence around it or knowledge around it or, you know, give you that support. So through these listener questions and comments, we can really understand what you guys need because that's what we're here for. We're here to build this community and be a resource and a really valuable resource. And we do that through connecting with you. And we appreciate all the people who come to Deeper Dives because this is also where the questions there and that live interaction, like we always leave those like, okay, now we need to know, we know we need to either have that speaker back or let's talk about this thing that came up and let's find somebody who can really hone in on that idea. So love any conversation and communication that we can continue to have. And we look forward to hearing all you guys put into these questions in the survey. Uh, we appreciate your time doing that. And it helps us continue to serve serve you here, which is our passion and why we've been doing this for five years. <laughs>
and why we don't want to stop. We yes. have no intention of stopping. It's too much fun. And we are going to close out our year and close out our five-year anniversary celebration with a look back on moments from past episodes that that Leah and I keep thinking of. And some of them are are where we're like, like, I can't believe that happened during that episode or we said <laughs> oh, wow, that. We really, we really derailed there. <laughs> yeah. And also some moments where we've heard from you that that people will say to us when they see us. And it just, a, I don't know, we're just having a little fun. If this was the 80s, this would be like the clip show where we're like pretending like we're solving a mystery, but we have to look back <laughs> on all of our memories. And then at the end, we're you were like watching it as a kid and you're like, wait a minute, they just did an entire episode of things I've already seen. It's going to kind of be like that, but I hope you have as much fun with it as we have had putting it together. We can't wait to see you at the deeper dive at the end of the month. Look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. We're so glad you're listening to our podcast, but we'd also love to have you join the conversation. Each month, we host a new Deeper Dive with a special guest for a live one-hour conversation on different private practice topics. And with our affordable membership, you get access to our archive going back to January 2020. The magic happens when you show up. If you're a private practice owner, you wear this whole other 25 hats on top of that just being a lactation consultant, which is hard enough like that in itself. Is really challenging. I was thinking through like characters on the office and I'm like, okay, I think I have a job that corresponds to every single character on the office, except for maybe Ryan the temp. But sometimes I feel like Ryan the temp, Ryan the temp. I just want to like run away and like party <laughs> yes. and not have to think about it. Like the, none of this is actually my responsibility. I'll just go into like pretend that I don't care about any of this mode for a little bit. Yeah, I could I could relate to that. I'm gonna say that this first one is maybe one of the most controversial ones that Uh-oh. we're gonna bring up in the entire episode. Oh, uh, this is gonna be a tough one. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do it. Okay. Break it down. What do okay. we got? You've mentioned using clients' bathrooms and taking off shoes at the visit, but what about that classic debate? Oh no. Do you or will you bring a coffee into the visit with you? <gasps> oh my gosh, no. Mm, this is this is too much. Yeah, we need I to shut know. this down right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't think cool. it can be done. I just can't. I, can't. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if I could take a position on this without I know. Just, just run it's up too one side or the other. No. It's too one side or the other. Okay. okay. Are you so, gonna take a stand? Where are you okay. standing? I'm going to, I'm going to take a stand and the stand is that I'm a jerk. Oh no. (laughs) This is the stand I'm going to take. I like to think of myself as this very considerate person. Like I'm going to take my shoes off. So I don't bring like dog poop into your house from the dirty streets of New York city. But I can't even tell you the number of times I have stopped for iced coffee at a coffee shop on the way because my client is early in the morning and I'm tired and I'm a coffee person brought it into the consult. And then when the consult's over, I've left it there. Oh no. Like for them to clean up. 
Oh no. No, I'm evolved. I, I, I really was like, after like doing it more times than I would like to admit, and I don't, I I'm very mindful of it now. And I will say like, I will say this while I've left my my trash. That's what it is. I've left my trash behind <laughs> for my clients because of my coffee obsession. I do also carry breath mints. And if I'm drinking coffee before I so leave, close, I pop a breath mint because coffee breath. Is so what about you? What's, what's so your thing coffee? I don't bring anything, water or coffee into visits. Oh, I just never have probably because I'm the worst about leaving stuff behind. And I know a hundred percent I would do that. And so I don't bring anything in with me for me, but on this note, I think we talked about it. One of the episodes, like if a family member offers you a coffee or drink of water, I have had speaking of coffee, a few clients who have this super fancy, like cappuccino making espresso mega machine. And they're like super into coffee. And I have had some of the best coffee of my life in these, these families homes. So if they, if someone, not the parents, offer me one of these fancy coffees. I will drink it there, but I have not brought in my own coffee for sure. And I'm really bad about, I know a lot of people bring water. I've, I've seen that like on the message boards and stuff, like bringing water, a water bottle in your bag or something like that. I don't even do that. It probably would be super helpful and, and good for me, but I don't even do that. <laughs> I don't do that either. I bring coffee in, but not water. But I, <laughs> I think that's yeah. such a it's such a good question though. What I think future Annie wants is a day off. <laughs> and so to give future Annie a day off, I just work, work, work all the time. I'm like, Oh, I don't have anything to do right now. Let me just catch up on stuff. Cause at some point in the future, Annie's going to take a day off, but future Annie never does take a day off yep. because there's, is always something to do. There's like that. I forget. There's some like, name for it, but like work will always expand to fill the container that you give it. Mm. And I give work too much of a container. Like it's my identity. I also have like the dopamine rush from working, like whatever. (laughs) And then I'm watching those little tasks. (laughs) Yeah. And like just feeling productive. And we were watching my family and I've been rewatching 30 Rock as a family. And there's an episode in the first season where Jack Donaghy, the CEO person or whatever head chairman of General Electric has a heart attack and Liz Lemon goes to visit him in the hospital and he was like he's like Lemon I I saw so many things flash before my eyes and I thought I came to the end I saw the light it was, and I was like if the end is near and he goes and I realized something I should have worked more oh no <laughs> <laughs> Such a perfect punchline. Like, oh oh my gosh, I feel like I got a little too much Jack Donaghy in me where I'm like, (laughs) there's always something I could do. And I think what future Annie wants is future Annie doesn't want to feel like future Annie wants to exist. Yeah. And she might want to exist like now, like today, not at some vague point in the future. I think basically I have been preventing future Annie from being birthed. Yes. Let that baby out. Come on. (laughs) Release and feel the opening. (laughs) I'm not a doula. (laughs) Probably not say all the right things right now, but yeah, we can't even talk. That was so fun. (laughs) 
We've all probably more than one poop story. So Leah, what's so your many best poop stories? What's your best poop story? Okay. So one was when I was holding the baby, doing the oral exam. Of course, the baby was in just a diaper. And literally the sound that came out of this child, it just cannot be natural or normal. It was so loud. I jumped. The mom jumped. I mean, like we literally jumped. I was fearful and like, like held the baby close. Like, was that a gun? Like, what was that? That was so loud. And then just poop came pouring out the sides of this diaper. I was like hands full because I had like the hold that you're doing, like you're kind of behind the baby's shoulders and neck. And then I have the butt in my hands full of poo and Oh my gosh. But the sound, you should have seen us. And we all like literally laughed for so long because we all jumped and this kid pooped. Like, I don't even know how it was physically possible for the amount of poop, but it was coming out both sides. So much poop, lovely breastfed yellow poop all over me, all over my hands. It was everywhere. That breastfed baby poop is a very on-trend color this season, I'm noticing. <laughs> it so is. It so is that like burnt yellow that's on every floral pattern. It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And so from that, I learned. And now 100% of the time, I put a blanket on my lap and then put the baby on my lap. I never, ever, ever have a baby booty sitting on my lap. Not happening. Nope. Learned my lesson. Learned it. How about you? Poop, yeah, I, I mean, about I've, it. I've learned the same lesson. So my poop story, my best one was I was with twins and they were about three and a half months old at this point. I think it was my seventh visit with this family. Oh so we gosh. all knew each other pretty well. I had one twin on my lap and she had the mom had the other twin on the other lap. And they were like three and a half months old. So they were being like super cute. And I'm sitting there looking at the other twin and she just starts laughing. And like, and I was like, oh, that's so cute when when twins laugh at, <laughs> at their twin. That's so cute. And all of a sudden, I feel something on my leg and I look down and I'm my entire lap is covered with poop from her sister. Ah! And I was like, she totally <laughs> watched her sister poop on me and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that is classic. That's one of the ones that you're like, why did we not get that on YouTube? That could be viral. Yeah. You could be famous right now. <laughs> I know. It was that is so funny. so cute and so gross. And this baby had clothes on. So it was one of those. <laughs> How did it get through? I oh mean, a three-month-old breastfed baby can really produce can, oh a lot God. of poop. Yeah. So much poop. Yeah. I always do keep seltzer, cans of seltzer, in my car because I never remember to fill my water bottle before I go. But as long as I've got the seltzer and then, okay, here is a super advanced next level hydration life hack, (laughs) which is I crack open a can of seltzer when I get in the car and I drink a little, and then I drink that same can of seltzer until it's gone, which could be like two or three days. Because what I'll do is like, I'll have, I'll like, I'll have a fresh seltzer that then also comes out to the car with me. Then I have, sometimes I have two seltzers, but you know what? It's those days where I'm like, I forgot my seltzer. I'm like, past Annie left you some lukewarm flat seltzer. Don't you just love her? She's the best. But it's it's water. I mean, it's nothing wrong with some lukewarm flat seltzer. And I've even (laughs) drunk, I've even been so thirsty that I've drunk hot seltzer because it was in my car. But then what I'll do, here's a, 
this, I'm going to give you guys this one for free. If you hold the can of hot seltzer because it's hot because it was in your car <laughs> up to the vent of the air conditioner while you're driving, it cools off pretty quick enough so you can drink it. <laughs> I could just see you driving down the road and I have driven with Annie before honking your horn and holding your can and like everybody get out of my way I've got to get my seltzer cool and I've got to get to my client that is hilarious and genius all at the same time I love it so much that is awesome the fact that we have a job that's weird like yeah. it's not, we just, you know, it's like so unusual to most every other job out there. I just, I mean, like you go to the dentist and you have a new hygienist and they're making small talk. What do you do for a living? I'm a lactation consultant. And now they're like in there with the instruments in your mouth telling you how, <laughs> like why breastfeeding didn't work out for them. And you're like, I just literally came here to get my teeth cleaned. I didn't come here to help you process your breastfeeding like, grief like lactation therapy or something. It's like you become the vessel for everyone's, you know, poor lactation outcomes or their great lactation outcomes. Either way, it's like you just become the vessel that gets to take all that in everywhere you go. I feel everywhere. like, oh my gosh, I'll be at a Christmas party that like for my husband's work and they're, what do you do? And lactation consultant. Oh man, I, you know, I tried to breastfeed, but this happened and this happened and on day one, blah, 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 blah. And then on day two, and I'm like, oh my gosh, your kid's four, how long is this going to take? You know, Um, like we're okay. And suddenly we're taking a history or like, or you'll get the story where somebody will be like, oh yeah, I breastfed my, my child for, for 18 months. And you're in your mind, you're like, oh yay, a happy story. And then they're like, and it was awful. Oh, <laughs> and and like, like, that, I was like, why did you do that to me? Like for a second, I thought it was going to be really nice talking yes. to you. And now like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry that it, I mean, I am sorry. Like, I don't want somebody to have Genuinely, to do something for 18 yes. months that they found awful, but like, right. But it is I'm a not lot. your I mean, person just, for this. I like, feel like we get this like layer upon layer on us, you know, and it just kind of builds and builds and builds. And it's like, we need to stick a hole in the bottom of that bucket so it can start draining out the other side. And I think that's where our coping mechanisms can really come in to help us manage that. So it's like, our bucket's all full of all this mud, you know, and then we're going to, we're going to poke a hole in the bottom of it. My water bottle that I got from this rideshare driver opened in my bag and ah. melted all of my paper handouts that I have oh, to now replace. No. And that's why my kids were tossing my demo boob around because I took everything out of my consult bag and they're like, what's that? <laughs> this is our new favorite thing we've ever had. They're like, it's a boob. Throw the boob. Well, you know what? My kid thought it was an onion. <laughs> It was a crocheted boob and I had it sitting on my counter, but we have a bunch of like, well, this was a couple years ago. We have, a, we had a bunch of like pretend food, you know, and some of it was crocheted and some of it was, and so they're like, why do you have an onion on your desk, mom? And I was like, it's not an onion. And I don't know why you think it's an onion, but it's a boob. Okay. So teaching strategies. I always put my class to sleep. I need ideas, help, and ways to be engaging to my classes. 
I've taught classes to parents, nannies, businesses, and healthcare providers on many different subjects. The information is interesting because breastfeeding is incredible, but I need better teaching skills. Help. I don't know if I'm the best person to help you with this question (laughs) because I, in another lifetime, taught college students. And (laughs) let me tell you, there is nobody that can sleep during a class like a college student. Oh, for sure. So I don't know. You've seen plenty of eyes just roll back in their heads and pass out, I'm sure. (laughs) Completely. I mean, definitely when you're a teacher, you also have to be part entertainer and put on a bit of a song and dance show. Oh my gosh. That is so much the truth. So much the truth. I have definitely bought into this idea that rest is something that I have to earn, not something that is a basic right or like need human, you know, as essential as, you know, breathing, eating and rest. And I'm kind of like, eh, I can, I can do without that. And (laughs) and it's this idea though, that there is a place in the future where I will be able to rest, but it's after I get all of this stuff done. Exactly. I feel that same way. I'm like, oh, it's coming, but I can just like keep pushing because like someday I'll retire and then I'll start resting. (laughs) Right. It's the whole like you'll sleep when you're dead mentality. Exactly. Which is terrible because gosh, that like in the end makes you less effective, less productive than you really imagine yourself being because like spinning your wheels 24 hours a day actually doesn't make you a better person. (laughs) It really doesn't. I mean, and we see this in the work we do with clients. Like I'll tell clients who are needing to pump you know, eight times a day to bring up their milk supply. And I'll tell them if you need to skip a pump, because it'll help you, you'll actually do the next one. Cause if you're sitting here feeling like if I pump right now, I'm never going to pump again. It's better to skip that pump and take that rest break so you can get back into it. And I'm like, why can't I listen to this for myself? (laughs) If you feel like you might want therapy, just get therapy. Like it's like, there's no harm in getting it. And even having the feeling that it might be helpful to you is probably a sign that it, that it will be. But we also know that there are things that we're struggling with that aren't at the level that require a therapist, actual therapy, but require different kinds of support. So Leah, why is this work so hard? I think we have so many layers of challenges in the work that we do. We have the clinical layer, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us to, have such a vast array of clinical knowledge. You know, we're just, I feel like that's a huge burden on us and and everything's always changing. Like I feel like, oh my gosh, I haven't read that article. I haven't read that study. Oh, I got to get caught up on who's doing what, when, where, and the, you know, are the new classes I need to take. I just think there's this really huge burden to stay ahead of the game, to be on top of the game, to be a sought after IBCLC, you got to stay up with the times, you know? So there's that layer. There's the layer of the really tough, hard things that we're doing in consults. We're working with people that are very vulnerable. They might've been through traumatic experiences that could be triggering to us, or it could just be really heavy and that's weighing us down. We're also giving, giving, giving the whole consult. You know, I feel like sometimes... I have to be so on, you know, I mean, just giving my energy, giving my energy. And it's not like you have an unlimited well of energy to give. I mean, you and I both talked about like those days when you just come home and your family's like, how is work, honey? And you're like, 
I just need to crawl into bed for a yes. thousand years and not think about what we all just went through at that right? house. We need you to keep doing the amazing work that you're doing. And if we don't stop and place these boundaries and learn how to release the stress, then we get burned out and we don't do our great work anymore. So you guys keep taking care of yourselves and keep placing those boundaries and finding where you need that extra help. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.